Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. everyone and welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. Tonight I have with me a great author and gentleman and just all-around patriot, Brett Pike here. He's the he's the guy who who heads classicallearner.com and I man, I found it by accident. And I, I I I want you guys to go and find this on purpose because this is the kind of content that we need out here instead of the government-fed, government-controlled content that is being you know, FCC'd and educated to our kids on a daily basis, un unwillingly and unknowingly in a lot of cases, which I have found my new friend here points out a lot. Like he's got, he's, he's a very smart guy. And I, I want you guys to listen to what he's got to say. I want to throw it over to you now, Brett, go right ahead. Yeah. Well, just this week we found out that Disney had a objective of having 50% of their characters be minority LGBTQ, ABCDEFG. And as parents, I mean, we should all be concerned about that. And we have to get off of their system because their cartoons, their music, everything they're putting out is designed to indoctrinate our children into what I wouldn't describe as anything other than being a satanic agenda. But we have the ability to build outside of that system. And there's people doing it. Um, your show right here and people all over the Internet who are building alternative economies and the future is bright yes absolutely i uh back when all this rona first started i and they they fired me because of my refusal to cooperate with anything i uh i jumped right into let's just turn my land into a farm i got that was you that I, I heard i heard the devil had kicked someone out of hell i wasn't sure who it was so. <laughs> oh i uh yeah so i got out here and i've got goats and hogs and and chickens and ducks and you know we, we keep our own we do our we're doing our own meat our own you know eggs and stuff of course and vegetables and a little bit of everything out here my my wife took on the the trumps of doing the most of the homeschooling she's here during the day while i'm you know got my hands on everything else and she you know i, I back her up of course because i want to teach her teach the children things like you have going on like that's why when i seen you are writing books i was just like well I love me some books and I love to, you know, I love reading. So I got to have an author on another one anyway, another author on to talk about some very great books. In fact, I'm going to go ahead and pull up your website. If you don't mind, we can, while we continue to talk, 
Yeah, oh. you know, I love that you're homesteading. And right before we got on the stream, I, um, well, I had actually purchased a few trees this week. And so did most of your listeners. They, oh, screen share. So did most of your listeners. They just don't know it because I had taken a mango and I ate it. And then I, I cut the seed open and I planted the seed. And I did the same thing with two avocado seeds and two lemon seeds. And that's five trees I planted today. Um, I have an orchard out here in the yard. I have a big greenhouse. Uh, my wife and I are starting a homestead. They want us to think that our freedom comes from them. But the truth is, it, that's only if we give it to them. And we don't have to rely on Trader Joe's or Walmart or any of their institutions. We can grow our own food. We can start our own supply chains. We can be good neighbors, right? Yes. I have a neighbor, yes. absolute legend. He's a little bit ahead of me. He has chickens. He gives me about 100 chicken eggs a month, and he does that out of the kindness of his heart. But the thing is, when you start living that way, um, that will be repaid back to him tenfold. And the more we get back to that love thy neighbor and um, really embracing that rugged individualism that was the spirit of the foundation of the United States of America, then the more we will take our freedom back and the less of a stranglehold they'll have on us over our children and over our future. And, and the best way to do that is to teach children because children are the future. And if you've got the government indoctrinating them with Lord knows what in the school system, you know, you're, you're taking the chance of just creating more robots. Like, I mean, I, I, that's, that's the best way I can put it is your general population nowadays is just a bunch of, you know, repeating robots, literal sheep. Like you, you think it's a joke and such. And our, our forefathers probably thought it was a joke making cartoons about it and stuff, but here we are today, literally living it, and it's and it's wild, and that's why I admire these books here. You've got the the free speech book, and I've seen you actually go through that on a couple of your TikToks, and that's that's a great one. And my, my personal favorite right now is your right to bear arms, learning liberty. Like that is that these these are just so well written, and I I feel it's important that these stories and more actually get taught to our children. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, the right to bear arms. Um... Really, all the books, they're not only designed to teach children their liberty, which they are designed to do, but they're really designed to familiarize children, to give them a reference of how we are manipulated by the system in this world. So in The Right to Bear Arms, early in the book, Charisma Cat, um, who's the villain, she has her news roosters report of skunks going bazooka, skunk attacks left and right, skunk attacks day and night. The animals chanted in the streets, the smell of skunk violence reeks. And then the skunks, they give up their stink to show that they changed because they gave into social shame. And ultimately, the goats do the same, the lions do the same, um, but the bears are careful with the choices they choose and they wouldn't relinquish their bear arms. And later in the book, you know, the animals find out why they had made a mistake and Charisma Cat learns about the right to bear arms. Um, it's really like that with all the books. I mean, free speech, social media censorship, and the First Amendment, Charisma Cat started something called the Saving Puppy Center. And there's a lesson in the name itself because she was actually feeding puppies to hungry coyotes. And stand-up bear, who is a comedian, he's doing stand-up comedies. Hey, bunnies, puppies, things that moo, coyotes turn them into stew. How can animals be such dupes? Coyotes just want piglet soups, you know, and he got many laughs for his defense of little calves. But then he's accused of a thought crime and he's not allowed to do stand-up comedy. So what does he do? 
He's not deterred. He calls on the local Blue Mountain Birds, which are the logo of Twitter. And he writes out his messages on scrolls and the Blue Mountain Birds are flying them around the farm. Carry my message as far as you reach. Carry my message with tweets, tweets, tweets. But the news roosters catch on and they accuse him of being anti-bird. And no longer is he allowed to speak such dangerous words. And it goes on and on. And children are being taught that truth speakers are labeled derogatory terms. And those terms are used as justification to subvert the First Amendment. And so they're not only learning about the manipulation, um, about the First Amendment, but they're learning about the manipulation. One of my favorite books, Operation Mockingbird and the Church Committee, early in the book, the news roosters report of a bear stealing a bike. And um, they show a close-up picture of this bear. And like, look, he's stealing a bike. And they would get red buried. The readers get red buried. And later in the book, they're able to see the whole picture. And in that same moment in time, when you can see the whole picture, you say, oh, he's not stealing a bike. He's literally walking it into a bicycle repair shop. And children are learning how the media, through living history, right, Operation Mockingbird, that's documented history, uh, but they're learning how the media will show you a partial truth, tack a lie on top of it, and then build a narrative around that lie. So it's all about familiarizing your children with the ways in which they will be targeted with manipulation throughout their life. No, and absolutely. And, and it's funny. It, it, it's not funny, but like, I, I like how you're wanting to show that, you know, that there is propaganda and show the propaganda techniques, because believe it or not, a lot of people don't believe this or actually know this, but in other countries, you actually have to take a class on American propaganda before you can even graduate from their high schools because that's how thick the propaganda machine is here. And, and I, you know, I try to, that's been one thing with starting Unconstitutional Awakening here. That's why we named it as we did, because just as you said, you know, you can't let a pe you can't let people dictate your rights and technically a piece of paper is something where people are saying well these are your rights the whole pen is mightier than the sword gag and and at the end of the day like no the people are mightier than any sword that they can do and like you're saying coming together is 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 the bottom bottom line bottom unity it's something we discuss quite frequently on the show here because we believe that or we know that the the top is definitely against the bottom with a plan that is intertwined in everything we do down to you know not only the education and the entertainment we take in but the food we eat and the medicines we're fed and and I, you know i appreciate and applaud everything you've got going on here and like i seen down here actually i was going through your site earlier this afternoon where you have you know, the full blown homeschool connected and stuff. And, you know, you do consultations and try to help people find their feet into what they need to do about trying to get into homeschooling. And, and that, sir, is just like, because that's the biggest question I think everybody in, in, in that follows the Liberty community always has is they're always work there. What am I going to do? How am I going to teach my kids? And I keep trying to explain to them that public school was the experiment where, you know, we, we all came from people that taught themselves, taught themselves how to read or, you know, their parents passed it down and stuff like that. Like go back in history and Abraham Lincoln taught himself how to do everything. He had no formal schooling and 
eventually became president of the United States. But nowadays they've got you convinced that if you don't have a government document that says that you've done all of your special tests, then, you know, oh, you're not educated. But tell me the truth, even yourself. How often have you actually needed that high school diploma to actually get anywhere in life in reality? Yeah, most successful people throughout human history, whether you're talking about Benjamin Franklin or Leonardo da Vinci, and you could just go through the name of who's who in history were homeschooled. They were self-educated or educated by their family at home. And the truth of the matter is that homeschool is superior to public school in virtually every way. And that, that bears its fruit on standardized testing, right? They like yes. to talk about the public school and standardized testing. Well, homeschool students outperform both public school and private school students on the SATs, the ACTs, and virtually all standardized tests. And of course, their standardized tests are nonsense, but that's just a good example using their, you know, what, how their metrics that they like to judge things by. Um, the truth of the matter is that when you take a child in public school and you put him in an artificial environment, it does absolutely nothing to prepare him to be free and independent when he's 18 years old. Therefore, the education really isn't worth anything because if the learner is relying on their parent, relying on the government, or relying on a corporation, well, what was the whole point of being educated? I mean, just imagine you sit down with a public school or any school, anyone trying to recruit your child, and they say, give me your three-year-old. I'm going to educate them for the next 15 years. And you say to them, after 15 years, what will they be able to do to earn a living? And their response is, nothing. They can take out debt. Yeah. Yeah, which, which is... I, it, I think that it's crazy that our parents' parents got tricked into the idea that doing this kind of thing was okay. Like it, I, I'm not, I try not to pass blame upon anybody, but like I, I physically see the stuff today myself and seen it at a young age even, and I'm just like, how did anybody fall for this? Like what? And and that's where I, I, you know, I like to get a little spicy talking about it is where we get into when they started getting rid of the gold, like the gold standard and such, and you know dealing with the Fed just in general, the Federal Reserve being a private entity and just basically raping America from the inside. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you bring up the Fed because it really is tied into the education system. And when you dive into the history of how the Federal Reserve Bank came to be, I mean, essentially, there were banking families. You're talking about the Rothschild banking family, the Astor banking family, J.P. Morgan, the banking family. Um, J.P. Morgan's a family, right? That's yeah. Morgan Sr., J.P. Morgan Jr., and um, the Rockefellers. And yeah. the Rockefellers were not only a part of taking over the banking system and ushering in fiat currency, money backed by nothing, and creating this debt-based economy, but the Rockefellers were also directly responsible for the usurping of the American education system. Yeah. And if you read the book Propaganda by Edward Bernays, who book. is um, known as the father of public relations, which interestingly enough that that word means propaganda, it was re-propagandized. Yeah. Um, but if you read the book Propaganda by Edward Bernays, he was brought in by the Rockefeller Foundation to help them bring in the education system. And what Rockefeller did was he offered um, $10,000 grants to any school that would implement the, um, it was the Prussian education system he wanted. 
Um, so he did these $10,000 grants. Now you go back to 1910, how much is $10,000, right? Absolutely. This is a tremendous amount of money. So you had these schools taking in all this money, getting all of these state-of-the-art resources, and then you had this propaganda machine saying, this is the best education money could buy, and people just ate it up hook, line, and sinker. And then you fast forward a few generations where now you've had their children educated through this system yes. and it's entrenched yes. into not only American culture, but interestingly enough, they did this throughout the entire world. So yes. you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think, you know, you have all these countries all over the West. So people say, um, is a global government here? Well, it depends how you define the word government, right? I mean, I would define it as a conglomeration of governing bodies, um, corporations, bankers, companies. And under that definition, there's no question there's a global government because they use that same leverage system to get every country in the world to adapt the Prussian education system. Sure. Now, where did Rockefeller find this Prussian education system? Well, you go back to the 1800s and... Prussia, as a country, had just gotten murked by Napoleon. In fact, they got beaten back so bad that as their generals told their soldiers to go forward, their soldiers turned around and ran away. And the government of Prussia, after that happened, said, we can never allow this to happen again. And they brought in the leading psychologists and social engineers that they could find and gave them unlimited resources and said, put together an education system which produces an obedient population unable to question authority. And the system that your children go to, the system implemented all throughout the world today was the system they came up with. And, and I, can, I can point out that around the same time all of that was going on, you know, Rockefeller was also funding that much kind of money into the medical system as well. Oh, no, no, no. There, there's no corruption in the medical system. Right. <laughs> uh, no corruption in that system. And How dare you, sir? I, I know. How I'm a bigot. I apologize. <laughs> what are you, a spreader? <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, not just that, you know, was, I, I'd heard you bringing bringing up points about them, about, you know, the, the, and I see your book as well about, you know, the thing in Jekyll Island where basically the fed was born. And, um, one of, one of my monikers that people call me is captain conspiracy. It's a running joke and I don't care because when you start looking at history tying together, I don't think it's, it's, it's conspiracy because you go into just before all of that grand meeting at Jekyll Island, guess what ship sank with the only people that were against creating the Federal Reserve on that ship. Was, uh, was Leonardo DiCaprio on the boat? I mean, yeah, I think he played a dude that was on there. And, and like, the, you know, we're talking about the elaborate plan and such like that. And, like, people, I don't think people understand that when you have money of that nature, like, you don't, I don't think you people comprehend what $10,000 was in the 1900s. And, and because they don't really comprehend that, they don't realize that these people were literally just early day lobbyists throwing their weight around and getting their way to implement whatever they want to. And then not to mention it's carried down throughout the years because the current maker and uh, publisher of the textbooks that are in public schools today happen to be related to that one chick that was married to the guy that didn't kill himself. 
And, and that's a scary thought because you literally have the people that are getting thrown and, you know, not really getting thrown under the bus, but being outed finally as being some evil, evil people. And these are actually the people in charge of your education system. And me personally, I'm like, why is anyone still sending their kids to public school? They're, I mean, it's a babysitting service. Sure, don't get me wrong. But like, that's not... I don't think it's a safe thing to do. I was I was much happier letting my wife quit her overnight job that was killing her anyway. And now she's here at the house and she is the main educator of my kids. And I think it's great because I come home and catch my boy sitting in my shirt and my hat making his own conspiracy videos. And I mean, I, I couldn't be happier because like I know, you know, I don't pull any punches with them. I'm, I'm sitting here telling them the truth of reality because I don't want to have to unschool them in, you know, 18 years because that's, that's hard as crap. It's pointless too. Like, why not just go ahead and teach them reality? And like your books, there's, there's one thing I've always kind of, one thing I've found so far that I didn't see you actually covering and I'm not trying to make suggestion, but something to think about. Have you, what are your thoughts on the federalist papers? And, 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 you know, them writing out that all of this stuff was going to happen at one point in time, you know, like, I think it's something very important to teach my kids. Like it's something on my list of course things that we do because they were, they were the guys that didn't want any kind of federal anything to begin with. And I think it would be something else that very important personally that teach kids and such. Yeah. You know, it's so interesting with the federalist papers and, uh, I really, been, I've been wanting to look more into the Articles of Confederation because I've tried to look into it a little bit, and you always hear, um, you always hear, oh well, the you know the federal government wasn't strong enough, and I'm like, is that itself was that um, a gravel that right. they were right that the powers that be decided they wanted a, f- a stronger federal government? I I just don't know because I think myself I would have been an anti-federalist. Yeah. Um, I think they gave the federal government too much power within the constitution. Now, with that being said, I think the constitution is a phenomenal document and sure. sure, Absolutely. um, I don't think that it isn't like, I I think it outlaws things perfectly and it has been just misconstrued and people have used the double talk of law to make it pliable and controlling, which was something that the society of Cincinnati had in plans, which is why the anti-federalist papers, you know, or even a thing because the, uh, the, it was only a small group like Washington and, you know, a couple of the other ones that were in that early group of people that wanted an actual federal government where the others were like, no, 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 no. Let's let just every, every section do its own thing. You know, they can make their own rules, their own ways. Cause if we step in too much, like it can be manipulated and such. Like it's 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 real good stuff. Like it's something I highly recommend if you don't know much about it. It's it's not conspiracy. It's you know it's actual history that just gets left out of textbooks because you're not going to give anybody enough information to overthrow you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean there there are big fights about that, and um, a lot of the founding fathers who are very instrumental to the revolution were against uh, the. Yes. the- and the forming of the really the strong federal government and people like Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson really had to fight hard to ultimately get the Bill of Rights added to the Constitution. And to me, the, it's the Bill of Rights that makes the Constitution yes. 
such an extraordinary document because within the Bill of Rights, from the work of people like Patrick Henry, who is probably um, like along with Samuel Adams, really the greatest, greatest Americans. Um, and Tom's the, neighbor, the neighboring county is actually Henry County in honor of Patrick Henry. There's a giant statue of him in, in the downtown square of the town and such. It's actually kind of neat. Give me liberty or give me death. Yes, sir. That used no that, that was my right. original page actually until the uh, internet shut me down. Yeah, the internet does that. But that that came from Patrick Henry, and they um they fought hard. And the most beautiful thing, the beautiful thing about the Bill of Rights, and what people should really appreciate about the document, is that it never says that you've been given freedom of speech. It never says that you have been given a right to bear arm. It is assumed that you are endowed those rights by God. And what I mean by that is if you actually read the wording of the document, you read the First Amendment, it says the federal government shall make no law um, abridging your freedom of speech. It doesn't say it gave you freedom of speech. It assumes you already had it. Um, the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. It does not say you have been granted a right to bear arms. It assumes you have a right to bear arms and it shall not be infringed. Right. So yes. the document itself assumes, right, that it implies that our rights are endowed by God. And to think there could be groups of people in this country that have been so indoctrinated, so brainwashed that they would argue against an authoritative body to get that authoritative body to throw out that their rights are inherent, that their rights come from God, that there are people that would do amazing things for that. And uh, we should yeah. be very grateful for the Bill of Rights. And I always like to point that out. I'm teaching a class right now, by the way. I teach a class on the American Revolution and the Bill of Rights for elementary school and middle school <clears throat> level learners. Is that, on that, is that on the homeschool connected? Yeah. So a few years ago, I started Classical Learner, yes. www.classicallearner.com. Which we already had up, but I'm going to bring up your other one now, your homeschool connected. Homeschools Connected. So Homeschools Connected is my private homeschool community is what I refer to it as for a variety of reasons that I think are smart. But it's my private homeschool community. And within that, I offer courses. Um, so there's one course that I teach using the Cubs to Bears children book series in which I, um, I teach children. It's, I call it Foundations of Propaganda. And I use the Cubs to Bears children book series to familiarize children with propaganda on a very sophisticated level, yet I keep it simple. I'm currently teaching a course on the American Revolution and the Bill of Rights, and we actually start with the Bill of Rights and work backwards. So freedom of speech was put into the Constitution. Now let's go back through the history of how America was formed and why freedom of speech was put into the Constitution. And then we layer that with, and here's what's happening in the modern world and how the authoritative bodies are attempting to subvert the spirit of that constitution because you have to prepare children for the real world and the fight ahead and they have to have that foundation they have to have their feet on the ground and know where those rights come from they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights right yes. um so we i'm teaching a course on that i teach a course for high school students on the media middle school and high school on the media industrial complex where I don't just tell children, hey, look, the news is fake. I mean, that's nice to say and all, but what we actually do is we study how to track the money, 
who actually has leverage over the institution of corporate news and who stands to profit from certain agendas. And once you learn to track the money, you could always see it. And then the last thing we're doing, which is really powerful, is we have been doing a year-long nature unit study. And our students are learning real skills. They have been constructing garden boxes, making greenhouses, composting dirt, planting seeds, um, learning how to identify deficiencies and nutrients in their plants, learn how to speak the language of plants, read their leaves, um, all of these skills that they can carry with them throughout the rest of their life, including photography, videography, construction, yeah. all of these things. Because as I always tell parents, it takes one skill to free a man. And the travesty with what happens in our education system is people even at 22, 23, 24 years old, $100,000 of college debt, don't actually have any skills. Well, if yeah. you take a child from the time they are little, you focus on critical thinking and the process of learning over memorization, which the public schools are all memorization. You focus on skill development, construction, engineering, computer coding, art, music, photography, videography, laying cement, cutting hair, any skills you can think of, and then you embed entrepreneurial experience into their education as a primary objective. Um, we call it the rule of six in our homeschool community every six months. And I don't like the whole six, six thing, thing so I'm probably going to change the name, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but every school semester, your children should be doing one thing that is entrepreneurial. And when they're five years old, that's a lemonade stand. And, you know, and that gets more sophisticated as they get older to the point where we actually have an objective by the time they're 18 that they actually own a business. And not only um, are they well-educated, but they are fully functioning as a free and independent adult. So they are not reliant on the government. They are not reliant on a corporation. And they are not even reliant on you, the parent. That, and, and all of this is... This is like spectacular. And this is what I am out there as well, trying to, you know, tell people in general, you know, just in my own, you know, odd way, of course. But like you, you have gone as far to take these steps and to write these books. And I, I applaud all of this. Like, I think, I think we need more of you out there and more people at least listening to what you've got to say, because you are just hitting things right on the nose here, left and right. I have, uh, I mean, you, these folks don't understand that, a lot of the stuff that people just pass on as me as being Captain Conspiracy is actual factual history. And it, it took me many years to get through a lot of it. Don't get me wrong. It's not something I can just say, hey, here it is. Check it out. But I can lead you towards it so, you know, that you can figure it out, of course. Um, with my kids out here, you know, as far as like learning and whatnot, we have she has like school type stuff, like school type stuff we do, of course. But man, having the own, having our own farm, we've got, we got, we're learning how to milk. We're learning how to grow vegetables. We learn how to tend eggs. We learn, we're, we're about to learn how to do hooves. And then like, I actually, uh, I'm, I, I have, I love guns, do guns, hundred percent guns, but like, I also want my kids to be able to do and do, you know, be able to use other things as well. So currently we are actually learning how to use bow and arrows because I think that is a very good skill that is, you know, something they should learn. It's something I know how to do. Uh, it's, it's, it, that's, that's a task with, with an eight year old, I'll tell you, but she's doing, she's doing quite well. Like she's, she's at least hitting the target. So I can't give her any flack there. Um, but we have a variety of things as my, as my wife would say that we don't really have a, 
curriculum per se. Like, sure, there's certain things that we have written down, but they they write down questions that they. I know you as, you probably deal with it as well. That late night bedtime million questions and. We have encouraged our kids to actually write down their questions because they can be something that can be brought up tomorrow when we remember during school learning time and such, or we can, you know, look it up and let's learn about that, that subject today. Like we kind of, we kind of let them, you know, we, we have certain things that we expect of them, but we kind of let them pick into other things because one week my boy might want to take apart the lawnmower and figure out how that works. And the next week he wants to figure out, like I said, we're probably about to figure out how to do hooves on the goats ourselves instead of, you know, trading for it. But he, uh, he, he wants to learn how to do that now. And I'm just like, yeah, like, let's, let, let's move it around. Let's do different things. Like we don't have to focus on one thing. I, I sure have never focused on one thing. I, I made it to the last three months of my senior year and was in full blown awake mode and was like, I got to get out of this craziness and ventured off and like went and did my own thing in life. I immediately, like immediately the day I quit high school, I went and got my GED like that day, just so I had paperwork because I still thought I needed it. And just throughout the years, I, you know, I realized these are just things and the skills that you actually learn as you brought up are the things that truly matter at the end of the day. Like I'm so glad I can build a structure from the ground up and filter my own water because, Hey, that means I'm going to be good to go if they ever decide to shut it all down. Cause I, I know what to do in these situations. That's why I chose to start homesteading and, you know, try to get away from everything. I do eventually want to buy a even larger piece because, you know, I think my piece is nice, but Hey, it could be bigger cause I could do a little more for myself and, you know, be done with society as a whole. That's, I hate to be like that. Like, I don't want to be done with society as a whole, but I would rather create my own society because I've looked into like the homesteading laws and stuff where, you know, we can basically become our own town using the system against itself that they, they technically have to leave us alone at some point or whatnot, but whether or not they give us the permission or not, I'm not, I'm not the guy out here asking for permission. I don't, I feel as long as you're not harming anyone or anything, do what you want to do, man. Like, don't take people's shit. Don't hurt people. Other than that, I don't care what you're doing, man. Like, just keep it away from me if it's something, you know, if it, again, I don't, I have no problem coexisting with weird people. And folks got to understand that there's never going to be one blanket utopian idea that actually works for everybody. And I totally get that. Like, I am a very firm understander of that. And that's where people start getting a little utopian on it. But I do feel that if we don't, actually teach proper history what's the point we have turned into everything that they were against look at the whiskey rebellion a nine cent tax on a gallon of whiskey or whatever and they're tarring and feathering people and here we are at the end of the day at the end of the week if you work a legit job and your taxes are taken out and you're buying stuff with cash and through your credit card and stuff in stores paying tax and such on it you're spending 75, 80% of your money in tax money. And what do we have to show for it? A bunch of wars and rich politicians? Like, we have 50-year politicians here that have made millions of dollars since they've been in office. And why in the fuck is that even possible? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they want us to think our freedom comes from Nancy Pelosi or fucking Mitch McConnell. <laughs> that turtle, look at some bitch. Yeah, your freedom comes with how you live your life and yes. you know people are fine and you get back to your roots you get back to yep. god you be a good husband be a good wife have lots of children homeschool your children 
right? Raise them so that they're not indoctrinated. Start a business. And then when you start the business, hire your friends and Absolutely. have preference. It's okay to have in-group preference and don't let them intimidate you out of doing that because if you don't have a nation, then you're isolated and you're alone and that's okay. So find like-minded people and hire them and grow your food and arm and know your rights because people think like, oh, you know, the system's so corrupt. The, the system is just a system. It's just a tool. It might not be a perfect system, but it's a system. And I, I know people personally that are sovereign citizens. I know people personally that um, drop affidavits on people all the time, that file notices of liability on people all the time. And when you get to a certain understanding of knowing how to use the system, all of a sudden it becomes a very useful tool. Sure. But when we're operating in it and have no idea how to use it, well, by the very nature, if you're not the hammer, then you're probably the nail. Yep. And most people are just walking around like nails. And, and but that's the thing. And that, that's why I started with teaching children the Bill of Rights. And as children get older, I point them in directions um, where they could start to learn common law, right? The empower yeah. movement and um, all of these various different groups. Crow 777 Radio um, is a tremendous learning um, whatever you want to call this, a tremendous learning opportunity, a resource, right? Where you could really learn about how to use the system to defend your rights. And more and more people are getting back to that. And the more we do that, the freer we become. Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's no question in my mind that that is, that pe people like to get offensive when you start using like trigger words and stuff. And they don't like the words individualism and such. And they don't realize that at the end of the day, we are all individuals and we all truly, in my travels and in my talking to people and such, many of us all truly want the same thing at the end of the day, a nice safe place to lay our head, you know, to rest at the end of the night a full belly and a happy family. And, and the best way to achieve that is to honestly ignore the system because every system in history has fallen at some point in time. And this system is going to implode on itself too. It's doing a great job of it right now. You got pudding brain up there shaking hands with nobody on the stage. Like it's, it's it, a lot of that's just stage show to begin with, I believe. And right. like we, and I think people need to shut it down and just like worry about themselves, worry about your friends, worry about your family, like shut your screen off for a little while, man. It ain't going to hurt you because that television is a dangerous device between the music coming out of it and the flashing pictures that they're there. It is literally a CIA MK ultra device that like came from existence from trying to do mind control experiments and such. And I, I believe it does a very good job. Don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy some of it myself too, but I understand and I teach my kids to understand that the things on that box are, you know, make believe. And like, you, like I've seen you point out in some videos, you know, teaching the kids how that music can affect you in many different ways and you know that music coming out of that television during that movie scene or during that cartoon scene is there to make you feel a specific kind of way because of course it's propaganda and like that's why i encourage people to turn that television off and get out in the yard like that's something we don't see anymore right? you don't see kids play it anymore you don't see aunties on the porch and you know yelling at folks and stuff while we're all 
walking around and getting into nonsense. It's, it's, it's crazy to think that I was the last generation that didn't have a cell phone in my pocket while I was out doing hood rat shit. Like, and I'm glad that I didn't because I probably wouldn't be doing all that. I probably wouldn't have had the exciting life that I have because I don't care for the screen to begin with. And you know, I'm, it's not always in my face and that's, that's something I think a lot of people got to understand. And it's not just the television screen, you know, the same things happen online and stuff. You have to be careful. I tell people all the time, don't believe me. Don't believe anything I say, go look it up for yourself. Like, and that's because I, I, you know, you need to learn, like you can't experience or you can't learn without experiencing and you can't experience it. If you just get mad about it and let your cognitive dissonance take over and start screaming because you didn't like the pronoun I used when I first met you because you look like one thing, but you're something else. Like, I'm sorry. That's cool. How dare you? <laughs> just, you know, I mean, you know, you just, just correct me. Don't cause a scene about it. Like, there's no reason. I, I, again, I don't mind. I don't care. Like, I, again, I'm all for doing what you want as long as you don't harm people. And I am all for letting children be children. Do I need to be out there teaching them good skills and th proper history? Absolutely. Those are the most two important things in their life outside of math. And like, but just do I need to let other people be putting useless nonsense in my mind or in my children's mind or in, you know, harming their psyche with, you know, traumatizing things that they don't even need to worry about because they're eight years old. I'd rather my kid, my boy's sitting across the room right now, peeking out the door from me because he doesn't know if he should come out here and sit with me while I'm filming. And I don't, I don't care. He likes to watch me. It's exciting. You know, he, but like he, I would rather him be doing stuff like that than, you know, online worried about what's going on between his pants. He's six years old. He don't have any time for that nonsense. You know what I mean? He should, it, it's, it's sickening what the things that they're having to pass as laws that should be common sense, like down there in Florida and stuff. Like there's, there should be no reason a teacher is talking to my child about sex period. I don't, I think that's not left in their hands or should have never been put in their hands to begin with. Like that was, that was something that should always be done within your family as far as talking about it like that to me like i mean I, there's different yeah there, is, is can your son hear can he no, hear what he's, I'm, he's, I'm on headphones he's standing in the corner holding sonic the hedgehog yeah there, there's a word for what those teachers do it's called pedophilia and if the baker down the street had the same exact conversation with your child everyone would view it as a crime but because the right. government's sanctioning these people these morally bankrupt people to have these conversations with your children. It's not. The problem is that people stop calling it what it is and people should get involved in their communities. And if your child goes to a school, they should know their teachers. And I'm not going to, if you talk to my child about that stuff, I'm not going to go up to the school board. I'm going to step right up in your face and I'm going to question you about why you did it. And you better be able to answer to me. And if more people did that and did the right thing, then all of a sudden, all of these, um, oh, so tolerant teachers would really think twice about teaching these very inappropriate things to our children because not only should children not be exposed to the degeneracy that they're exposing children to, but they shouldn't even know what sex is. My four-year-old doesn't know what sex is, and he shouldn't. And if you go to talk to a child that age about something like that, they are not mature enough to understand what you're talking about, and it is a form of sexual abuse, and we can't tolerate it as a society. Yeah, I mean, no, I 100% I agree. Like, I just, I, 
there's there's a time and place for things and strangers aren't the people to be teaching it to your children like there's and if there does need to be strangers involved because there's something wrong as far as you know like you know medically or something like that there is professionals out there that are trained in this kind of thing not somebody that was trained in english out here trying to teach my kid about whatever kind of nonsense they're doing because it's 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 just wrong like they the i i i love their hypocrisy you know i'm not allowed to talk about how i enjoy my straight life with my straight wife and my you know three beautiful children but yet they get to cry about their stuff all the time if they don't get to talk about it and i'm just like you guys you guys do realize this is like a two-way street right like you can't you've got to understand that you have got to be able to accept every at the end of the day you have to be able to accept everybody regardless of who they are unless they're doing things like bringing harm to people and pedophilia is a hundred percent bringing harm to people because children do not need to be exposed to that kind of stuff. And I don't, I, I just, I, you know, I hate this kind of stuff. I do, I do want to bring up your, your TikTok because that is actually where you found, where I found you, um, you know, just to jump onto something else real quick, I guess. I've got one of your years pulled up over here. It was, uh, oh, we're going we're gonna to let it play for the, for the group, I think. I think it would be good to see them if you haven't found him on TikTok. This this is a TikTok, one of the TikToks that I found him with. And, and like, it's just little things like that. And like, I, I admire things like that because you see it's, it's putting so much information in a quick message. And, you know, this ADHD community we have in the world today, you need as much information as you can in a quick little thing. And that's actually the first one I found of yours or one similar to, and I sat there and just binge watched you for 45 minutes. And I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm pushing on this guy, but I really want to talk to him because uh, of course, uh, I guess a lot of people probably say it too. Like I, it's similar to like the Tuttle twins and such. And you know, they're, what are, what are you, I guess you're going to be in that group of being uh, right wing propaganda. Is that what CNN's calling, calling you guys and such? And <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've had those attacks too. And it's, it's really good. What Tuttle twins is doing. And Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think you should make a cartoon too, man. Like you got, you got the characters for it. You, I see you talking about it and thinking about it and like yeah, it, be successful. I brushed the idea. So we'll see. Yeah. But like, What's I mean, but I mean, you know, you get, uh, how do you, how do you fight back on that? You know, I, I'm sure you get it daily. Like I, I've, I, I could go on for hours at the interesting messages I have received from haters that don't like the things that I have to say. So, and I did happen to see on your TikTok, you know, you do have quite pe- quite a few people trying to give you that whole, well, this is this is right wing indoctrination, and it's like, well, if you want to get into that argument, I can show you that it's actually a little more left to center, but we ain't going there. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've um, I, I faced quite a bit of harassment and attacks, like even to the point of whoever these people are tracking down my phone number and really trying to harass me, yeah. um, date me type of stuff. But, you know, we really can't give in to them. And it really doesn't matter what they're doing. Like what Tuttle Twins is doing is amazing. They make a, a libertarian book series, which comes from a libertarian worldview, which I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. And, um, you know, they really teach American governance and um, free market economics and all stuff that's great for children to learn. Yeah. They take from books. They have homeschool curriculum. They have, um, and they just launched their cartoon, right? So they're yeah. actually their cartoon now, um, which gives children an entertainment source that could educate them on things that, you know, people who aren't completely morally bankrupt would actually appreciate. I mean, why, so, not, why not use the same tactics they use? You know what I'm saying? Like with, with cartoons and music and stuff like that. I mean, it's just, again, in a sense, everything is propaganda one way or the other, in a sense. But like, I mean, you're not really, if, if, if you use the same technology, the same skill set that they're already using, I believe that's very powerful. That's actually what started me back in the day, like making memes. Like I had, I had some of the earliest meme pages out there where I was taking pictures of attractive women and men and putting factual information on there and just sharing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it would make somebody stop because you see a bikini clad lady and you're like, Oh, what's this? And it was like, you know, look in, look into trade center number seven and stuff like that. Because you is know, that you behind those memes? <laughs> dude, I, I have been at this game for a very long time and I was actually getting to a point where I was giving up on everybody. And when the whole COVID thing happened, things like exploded and I became into a group. I, I got into a whole group of people through memes and like we've, we came together and then we created unconstitutional, well, they created constitutional awakening and found me. And when that page got destroyed, we turned it into unconstitutional awakening and have been running with it since I've jumped on TikTok because I was banned from everything for about a year where I, I was device banned. I couldn't even download the apps. That's I, I've, and and so I got on TikTok and started making informational videos there and woke up one morning to all these followers and I was like, holy crap, what did I do? Like this wasn't intentional. And it and it pushed me through time just to finally, you know, start getting and doing a podcast and such like that. I did I do another one with Josh Reed over on the Red Pill Project. Uh, me and Vince host makes you think on Saturday nights where we kind of cover just interesting topics because I I believe we learn through experience and when you can find something that's just wow, that's cool. Or you find a person that's just, wow, that's cool. Sharing that person and that experience with other people helps them learn something. And, and, and that's, that's a lot of what came with coming to unconstitutional awakening is we are absolutely tired of the censorship and the, and the, you know, just people, people dragging people. We decided we wanted to show people that a bunch of different people with different beliefs can come together because at the end of the day, all we want, we all want freedom. We might have different routes about getting to it, but there's, there's not a person on my page that works with me or whatever that agrees a hundred percent with anything I say and vice versa to the group around. Like we, we, we all have differences of opinion, but at the end of the day, we just want freedom and true liberty and the ability to voluntarily coexist with one another you know, because that, that's the best way to do it is through voluntarily coexisting because everything is consent.
you know, like you, you consent to exist with other people if you want to be in society, in society. And there's got to be a better way to go about it than the way that we currently have, because it's obviously failed. Um, I actually had, you, I heard you talking about economics and such, and I had just a few weeks ago, uh, the author Gary Chartier on, um, he writes, he writes, he writes anarchist books, you know, that's a big scary word, I know, but like, he believes that true free markets are something different from, you know, current modern day cronyism, and I 100% agree, and like, I, I definitely recommend his book, I, I plug it almost every show because I love it, it's called Markets Not Capitalism, um, it's 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 amazing and he's got other books that go along with it you can check out the episode there's links just like i'll share your links tonight everybody out there if you want to find more on brett and more on any of our guests go to the episode you can just click on the link right below i have you ways to find them find their content you know so that you can you can get hit to them and help support them because that's that's the thing here we have all got to come together in a form of bottom unity against the one percent that has trash the planet and has turned us all into tax cattle through the means of the Prussian education system and much more. And, and the only way we're ever going to do anything about it, I personally feel, is to continue to talk about it, regardless of how controversial we may get on some subjects and how many times I get the, the nice little death threat you guys send to me. It's okay. It doesn't bother me. Like, just, we have got, we've got to set our ridiculous differences aside and come together, not just for ourselves, but for our children, because we are only here, most of us are halfway through. I'm not sure about yourself, sir, but like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm getting close to 40 every day and you know, a couple of years out, but I'm still getting closer to it every day. And damn, like, I got to make sure things are in a little bit better place before I leave it to my kids to take over. Cause I don't want them. I don't want them to have to clean up is the mess that my parents left me. You know what I mean? Like, cause boy, did they leave us a mess. And they, you know, they left us a mess because they were left a mess. And it's because we've had the same politicians in powers of position, a lot of them, Congress and such, for 50 plus years. And if they weren't in Congress, they were in your state doing something, or they were in, you know, corporate industries doing something. Like they're all, it's a bunch of, it's a, it's a brother system where they're all patting each other on the back. And things like my friend Brett here tonight, is exactly what we need to do to fix the system. Quit worrying about the system or worrying if this is legal or non. Like, ask yourself, is this right? Is this morally right? Is this something that I should be doing? You know, do you want to be a good person that has a great life on this planet? Or do you want to be some kind of garbage that honestly belongs in jail or fed to a wood chipper? Because there's certain experts or certain certain points that I think that there is no rehabilitation for you. You're a sick, demented piece of crap, and we probably just need to feed you to a whichever. <laughs> like, uh, I apologize for going on. I, I tend to get a little rambly. But no, I love the beautiful thing is like we don't even need any of these people. Like, I don't I don't need Correct. these politicians to be free. And like, yeah, like anarcho-capitalist markets versus capitalist markets but what really matters like what we can do is i can know where i get my eggs from like i can know the farmer yes. where i get my cow meat from i could buy my clothes from the mom and shop pop in yes. town instead of getting them from walmart and it might cost a little bit more money but the thing is you create a circuit within your own little culture within your own little environment 
and it's more than worth it. And the more we establish local supply chains, the more we support grassroots things, the freer we become because we're only reliant on their systems because we've chosen or our parents and then us through culture have chosen to rely on them. But there's nothing stopping us from living our lives the way we want. Like I said, I, I know I have friends that are sovereign citizens. I have, I mean, <laughs> all my circles of people are homesteaders, people with like you, with goats and chickens. They know where their milk comes from. They know where their eggs come from. They know where their meat comes from. Um, who really, I'm, I'm the pork supply. Like I'm, I'm the guy that's got the, the meat pigs. So I've been into bartering a lot of meat pigs off. It's, it's earned me beef. It's earned me other, you know, other things for the house to eat and such like that, because people are quick to trade for some, some fresh raised pork. That's not fed garbage and plastic and stuff like that. And has lived a good life out here, you know, just living it up. You look, look how valuable knowing your farmer is so someone who knows you they know how that pig was treated in its life they know that it was in a low stress environment um so that its adrenaline wasn't pumping all the time and it's not unhealthy they know that it was getting good food probably organic food and that it was living um a very healthy life so it's likely to be more nutritious right and take better care of your body once you eat it and I love that you brought up bartering in these things because there are so many different forms of currency. Yes. And like people talk about like they're getting on the digital dollar. Well, I'm sure you could relate to this, but for someone like me, that is a terrifying prospect. No, I don't I, want them I to be am, able to. I, I am completely against uh, bit, you, you can find but, me having some conversations like that. I don't do digital money. Like get that. Sh no guys. Like I'll, I'll trade. I believe in, things like you do like you know bags of tobacco will be great bartering tools bottles of alcohol will be great bartering tools you know things like meat and eggs and ammunition and there's so many different things that hold value that you can trade back and forth with in a heartbeat than trying to turn everything into digital money because if you turn it into digital money you have no money you you know what i mean like that's it it's gone well, that, that's why for someone like me, like the decision to start homesteading was so easy. And I'm, I, I, I'm guessing you relate to it a lot. Yes, sir. I saw where the world was going and I saw someone like myself who's targeted. And to me, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to have the dollar or the digital dollar be my only form of currency. And chickens lay an egg a day and that's a really good currency. And when and you got a hundred chickens. And bees, right, with their honey, that's a great currency. Absolutely. And growing, you know, I have a bunch of trees right there, fruit-producing trees. Those are great currencies, especially if the system around you starts to break down and these things become harder and harder to obtain. And when you have an abundance of them and you have a community and you have supply chains set up, you have the security to the point where as things collapse around you, it actually gets better instead yeah. of worse yeah. and anyone can do that and the more of us that, that do that the stronger our position comes and that's what i try to teach you know people like they know me on the internet like people that don't really know me they're like oh you know he's the guy who writes the books and he's the guy that um you know teaches about the propaganda and teaches people about the constitution and their rights but like in my homeschool community what i do with classical learner 
like what they know me as like it's it's like a running joke in the community because they're like oh people get in the community and like they've never gardened in their life and then like after six months they're like this is what i do now i homestead <laughs> absolutely no and that yeah. that that's great you know I've, I've tried a little bit to you know and if you dig through my like tiktok videos and stuff and some of my stuff on youtube you can see where i've tried to share a little bit of my knowledge of it um like I, I don't really know how to share that aspect of it other than setting the camera up and just letting you watch me. I, uh, my, my wife runs a home business. Um, she's also one of our sponsors. You can get her stuff off of our website. It, she's at peachykeycreations.com. She grows a lot of herbs and stuff out here to do uh, teas and like bombs and stuff like that made out of beeswax and things. And she makes soaps naturally out of goat's milk and like we we've we've found that awesome. having having those skills have been great because she she makes great money you know doing that kind of stuff on a on a day-to-day -day basis and teaching the kids how to do it so the kids are learning skills on top of that too and they have they have days she's big into mushroom horticulture so they have days where they go walking through the woods out behind the house just to go mushroom scavenging and, and identifying and learning about which funguses are which because there are plenty of them out here that are highly edible that more people should know about and and because at the end of the day food's free and it's everywhere around you if you know what you're doing and and it's great to learn these skills and i think that it's admirable to teach things to people like gardening gardening and such and you know reckon reckon recognizing plants and whatnot like you had said about your little your class that you got going on right now that's that's all great things going on that are that are skills that you can actually apply to your life the rest of your life regardless of the circumstances yeah that's actually the running joke i have with my wife that every time i plant another seed which is like a day doesn't go by in which i don't plant another tree yeah i every time i do it i look at my wife and i go but, but they're starving children in Africa. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's, hey, these, these scarcity spells are, are so ridiculous where they convince people that there's not an abundance. There is an abundance of everything in this world. God is such a great provider. And when people turn off the scare machines that are the televisions and get back to nature, they're like, there is, uh, on a quarter acre, you could feed your family for a year if yes. you really mind to it. Yes, absolutely. You can. I've, I've, I've actually uh, there. There is again on my TikTok somewhere down there that I have shown like the the map layout of how to do it on a quarter acre. It is I, and shared the website on that TikTok too because it is very possible to make yourself damn near fully self sustainable <laughs> on a quarter of an acre of land. It's it's people don't understand that it is that simple and and. Of course, the more you get, the more you can expand it, and the and the better you can do. And if you, if you and some buddies find some land that's been split up that runs together, y'all can start buying that land in that area together. And there you go. You, this guy knows how to do this. This guy knows how to do that. You guys are gonna have a great time working together to to the same common goal. Like this is how this country started, you know, in, in a sense, like, I mean, not just this country, but most societies in general have started by people with a common, you know, belief or a common ideal. And they just come together and start doing it. Like they didn't, they didn't ask for permission. They didn't wait for the government to tell them that it was okay. They just packed their things and said, Hey, we're going to go do this. Fuck this other shit. Like a hundred percent. And I think it's great. Yeah. You can get, you can get, 
um, you can get 10 acres of land for a hundred grand all over the United States of America. Really? So if you take that concept and you say, um, you're maybe you're like 17 years old and you're like, what do I want to do next year? Save up, get a job, save up $10,000, get nine of your buddies, buy 10 acres of land and each of you just build on one acre. Yeah. And you all have an acre of land for $10,000 and then you could just start and slowly build it over time. And do not do debt because debt is how they control us. You see all these people who are like, oh, but I have to get their procedure or I can't pay my mortgage. It's like, well, you didn't have to get the mortgage in the first place. Yep. And I know I'm not being insensitive. Some people, like you're in a situation where you have to get the mortgage. I understand that. But in general, if you make it a goal that to live your life out of debt, you become so much freer because it's how they leverage control over us. It's how they get us stuck in the rat race where people feel like I can't possibly quit my job that I hate. It's how they pressure you into doing medical procedures. And there are so many great ways to live, especially friends, siblings, get land together, get it cheap. And over time, as you can build on it and you will live the most amazing life. You can do community gardens, community farms, and, and just picture yourself, man. You're 18 years old now. Um, by the time you're 21 years old, you got this acre of land. You've been building it up. You got a, a nice little cabin you built for yourself, this beautiful community garden. And then you meet this nice girl and you're like, come over, check out my digs. Oh, brother. Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're about to win because you're ahead of everybody else that's 18 years old that's still fumbling around and about to sink themselves in debt to go to college and learn nothing. So like, say, I, if, if you, I, I'm all about learning a skill. Like I, 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 I learned a lot of skills throughout the years. I've jumped headfirst into everything from pouring foundations to being a mechanic and everything in between. So like I've, I'm confident when I actually say I can, I can build me a shelter from the ground up. I can plummet and run the wire into it at the end of the day. So like these are all skills and you don't have to just focus on one skill. Like you can, you, you have your whole life to learn as much as you want. Like don't ever, don't ever let it slow you down or drag you down and think you need to learn it all at once, but you do need to learn the important things, which is critical thinking and how to recognize propaganda. And, and that of course, sir, is the main reason I seen you tonight. You know, I seen you online and I was just like, this guy, this guy is, you know, the truth. Like he is, he's out here doing the same thing I'm trying to do, which is teach people that we have allowed it to get to a point that they are completely indoctrinating our, our children and we need to do something about it. And the best way we can do something about it, ladies and gentlemen, is to do things like my friend Brett here has, has offered. And, you know, I've shown his website tonight. Again, I'll plug him and tell him, tell you that you will be able to find them on the website at the bottom of this uh at the, of this podcast he uh he, he i've had a great time with you man and i i i hope you'll come back again and rant because i've enjoyed your rant this evening and i think you would be a great addition to come in and hang out with the rest of the boys sometimes just to just to conversate about liberty and, and what we need to do to make it better yeah man i'd love to spectacular spectacular do you have have anything else you would like to touch on this evening um no, just that, you know, you can find my stuff at classicalowner.com, uh, my private homeschool community, Homeschools Connected, and with the promotion code FREEDOM, which is all lowercase, it's only $10 a month, and um, I don't lock you in for the year, so if you don't like it, you can ditch me, but I, I don't have to lock people in because they love it, so. 
fantastic fantastic and 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 again you guys make sure you jump over there and check him out there you can also find him on tiktok at classical learner and i've i've seen him i've seen him bouncing around up there on twitter he likes to do like me and call out the big guns i uh I actually proved that Elon Musk isn't about free speech as he has blocked me on every platform because I called him out for being a Microsoft shill at the end of the day, seeing as how him and OpenAI are like, you know, are one. And, and uh, it's, it's, it, it's fun. You know, I like, I like calling out the big dogs because Twitter, the whole world sees, and that's like a meme farm all day long. You can, if you ever if you ever get the opportunity you can check out a couple of my meme pages on constitutional awakening of course uh captain conspiracy and the freedom pirates and the revolutionary rabbit they're uh they're and defeat the media those are those are my main four meme farms like me and between the four pages me and 14 other guys meme the crap out of the politicians non-stop just to make people laugh and, and, <laughs> and and I think it's worth it. You know, it's, it's I've, I've seen it actually change it. Like, I believe memes can change the world, just like I believe educating your children to the truth of history and about their rights and <laughs> about propaganda. I was like, uh, they're like, in the first American Revolution, they were like, give me liberty or give me death. And then when our grandchildren talk about us, they're going to be like, <laughs> I believe memes could change the world. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> bro. I, I really think I really think they can because it's yeah. it's a form of art and technically if you think about it it is a form of propaganda because you you're using a visual thing to get somebody's attention mm -hmm. and then they read the words and a lot of people get their information from memes and it's 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 a powerful device I have seen myself from the years of sharing them and making them and people go from like no you're full of shit to holy crap, man, I'm sorry, you were right. And I'm just like, hey, like, I, I'm glad you finally caught up. Like, I'm not, I do pick on folks from time to time. If you're a repeat offender and you keep saying stable status gobbledygook and, and don't realize that at the end of the day that government force is wrong, regardless of what it is. And I call, I have a tendency to call people walnuts and I've been surprised at how upset people get when you call them a walnut, not call them you know, something derogatory or something, you know, racist or anything, but you call them a walnut and they have a complete mental breakdown. Like they just cannot handle being called a walnut. And I think it's the funniest damn thing in the world. Like that, that's because they don't know how valuable walnuts are. <laughs> <laughs> I was just talking to my father-in-law this week. I was like, I want to plant like a hundred walnut trees. Nice. They take like 20 years to mature, and then once they do, they're just gold. Oh, absolutely. We have pecan trees down all, you know, down throughout Georgia, throughout here. I, you know, I'm not sure how it is in North, in North Carolina there, but I know down, down here it's slam full, like pecan trees everywhere you turn around. I, I, like, I like my pecans, don't get me wrong. But. I always say people from Georgia are a bunch of pecans. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, man, again, it's, it's been a great time, and I appreciate you coming on, and I appreciate all of you followers out there watching and keeping up with things, and we look forward to seeing Brett again. And I thank everyone. Y'all make sure y'all check out his websites and check out my website and our sponsors that you can find linked on there. And everybody here, have a great night. We'll see you next time on unconstitutionalawakening.com.